You're listening to Shadow Work Voice Notes by me, Natalie White. This is my audio diary where I share my thoughts, musings, realizations, and whatever else may come up along my journey of self-awareness and self-transformation. It may get crazy sometimes, but that's okay. That's just the human experience, isn't it? All right, enough of this introduction. Let's get into it. The older I get, the more that I value for myself and for all of those in my life, the freedom to be self-regulating. I don't want to have to force myself to do what I do not have the energy, the desire, the anything for. You know, I don't want to be forced to do what doesn't feel right for me in the moment. And I don't want to do that or to create experiences for others in which they have to do that. Even my cats, you know, and the animals in my life. I want them to be able to simply follow what is right for them when it's right for them. You know, I I think of myself, I joke that, that I am the feline life facilitator. I am not their owner. I just make their kitty lives better. I can't imagine making them stay inside. They are outdoor cats and I know people have issues with that for various reasons, but I can't, you know, uh, I can't imagine making them stay inside if they don't want to stay inside. I currently have two cats and one of them is crazy about the outdoors. She can't stand the fact that she can't go outside for months and months on end. She will do whatever she can and she pushes herself to the limits to stay outside even when it's cold here in Maine. I mean, you know, the colder it gets, the less time she spends outside because it's cold and she doesn't, you know, she can't take it. Um, and when it's raining too, she will stay outside as much as she can. She will not care that it's raining. She will hide or whatever. Um, And then my other cat, my other cat spends a lot of time with me inside. She likes, she's more particular about the outdoor conditions that she likes. So she doesn't make that big a deal of going outside. She likes to eat. Her thing is eating. (laughs) But that's a different story. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, you know, I grew up with cats that were allowed to go outside. So to me, that is very normal. When I first got together with my husband, he had a cat that he inherited from a friend who moved. And um, she wasn't fixed. And so he didn't let her go out. And it was almost torturous for me for the time. I think it was more or less a year that we were together before we got her fixed and let her out. And the poor thing wanted to go outside so bad. (laughs) She would sit by the window and just sort of, 
I mean, I imagine, <clears throat> daydream about going outside. And I would look at that and it feels so bad. And I remember when we got her fixed and the first time she got to go outside after, because it needed a couple of weeks or something. I don't know. She needed some time before she could go outside. I don't remember exactly how long it was. A couple of weeks, maybe a week or two. Anyway, not important. Um, so I remember when she finally got to go outside, when I opened the door and she, I didn't stop her from going outside. I opened the door for her to go outside and she went out and I remember looking out the window at her sitting in our yard <laughs> in the big, big world, just looking at it like, whoa, you know, it's so big. It's not little like the inside that I've been in before. Of course, these are my thoughts and my interpretation of her experience, which is colored by my own feelings. It's how I would have felt in her situation. And I suppose in some ways this is a lot more about me than anything else. Uh, But yes, I was looking out at her from the window, just sitting out on the grass in the yard. And I felt so good. It felt so... So much freer, so much better, not confined to this little space. I mean, sure, you know, as a cat, a human house isn't all that small, but it still seemed so small to me. And I felt so much joy being able to open up the world to her. <laughs> and and um, yes, and then I remember with the kittens, because I had four kittens at the time um my two girls are from that litter um and the first time the kittens went outside when after they got fixed they were six seven eight months old I don't remember exactly but up until then they'd only gotten to see the world from the windows and and then the first time that I let them outside oh my god the boys started running laps around the house. It was hilarious. It was suddenly like, oh my God, look at all this space we have. Whoa. And they just kept running laps around and around the house. It was the cutest thing. And again, I felt such joy at seeing the expansiveness that they had to run, to just do whatever, whatever felt right for them and their kitty energy. I mean, especially little kittens, right? They have so much energy. They would, (laughs) I used to joke that it was like elephants running from one side of the house to the other before they went outside. I mean, I guess even after they still did that, but yeah, you know, with, with this, all this kitty energy, like not being able to go outside Oh, I can't. It was like, it, it was torturous for me. I wanted to let them outside so bad, but I did want to be sure to wait until they were fixed. So we did that. And yeah, they, they loved the outside so much. They wouldn't even let me bring them in overnight. They kind of forced me to let them, not let them. They, they forced my hand and I had nothing I could do. They would taunt me running back and forth out in the yard at night when I'd be calling them like, yeah, I'm here, but no, I'm not coming in. (laughs) And it was like, "Eh, okay, whatever, you know, it's all good. And yes, I did lose my boys to the road. Well, 
I did lose a couple of boys to the road and one of them also disappeared. But even with that, I do not regret letting them live outside because however short their lives were, they were beautiful lives that they enjoyed to the fullest. They had amazing kitty lives. And they weren't trapped. (laughs) They were free. They were able to just allow their energy to flow in whatever way that it was going to flow. And then there was this one time that we got a dog, (laughs) a German shepherd. And he was a sweet boy, but he was a German shepherd with a lot of German shepherd energy, puppy energy. Like, wow. And I... We got him because my husband likes dogs, loves dogs, is very much a dog person. And I like dogs myself. I've lived with dogs before, not dogs that were under my care. But, you know, I I like them. I may be more of a cat person, but I thought I liked them. And I was like, well, maybe I'm a dog, I'm a cat and a dog person. So we got a dog. (laughs) And then I understood what the difference is between liking them and being a dog person. (laughs) But anyway, so um, back to the whole conversation about freedom of self-regulation and all of that and and freedom (laughs) in general. It It was an experience that was quite interesting for me because it was the opposite. It was like for dogs, somehow we... We trap them. We cage them. I mean, just putting the fact that I had we had a cage for him that was not big enough for him to really move. And this is a normal thing that we do for dogs. Apparently, I can't. I couldn't. I could not handle that. And I know that people say, "Oh, they get used to it. They're okay with it. La la la. Whatever. They get trained. I don't know. I could not." handle that myself looking at him you know it was it was it was something and then the fact that this other creature was completely reliant upon me to even do his business (laughs) to poop to pee to do any of that I was responsible for regulating that I was responsible for policing it he you know if if he was home alone in a cage for all day. He wouldn't get to go to the bathroom, you know, do his business. Like, what? I can't, I couldn't. That was so strange for me to have this be a thing, you know, and, and then trying to train him and all of this stuff and be, be the police of this other creature was like, oof, no, you know, like, Having always had cats, I'm used to them. You know, they, they go to the litter box. They, they are quite independent. They are quite self-regulating. And um, it, was, it was this totally different experience and I couldn't do it. You know, it was, they, there's, I, I don't know. It felt like he was not allowed to be a dog in living here with us and that just didn't that didn't feel right for me you know we he would bark and it's like stop barking you know and and there's a part of me going but 
that's what dogs do. Why are we always telling dogs to stop barking? I mean, I get that it annoys us, but that's what they do. You know, and I say that with everybody. You know, dog gets up and starts running around and barking and it's like, shh, 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 stop. No barking. Barking is bad. Like, wait, how? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I, I couldn't really wrap my brain around that. And I mean, it's just the bottom line was that if I am the main caretaker, which with my husband working and being out of the house most of the day, I did end up being the main caretaker and I couldn't do it. So we did have to find him a new home. And I know people will also say about that, how that's not good, whatever. But honestly, in all truth, he was not going to get to live a good doggy life here with us. We, The life that I could give him was not a dog's life. I am obviously not a dog person. <laughs> you know, I I could not care for him and give him the sort of structure that dogs are supposed to get. I don't know, you know. And anyway, I just couldn't handle that that thought that like I leave the house and I have to put him in a cage. Even when we moved and we got a big kennel for the basement that wasn't just a space that was teeny tiny enough for him to like barely stand in. Um, even then it was like locking him up felt so bad. And again, I get that it was training and in time he could learn, but still, I don't know. There was something about this whole thing where these dog, where with dogs, they're so, (sighs) they're not free. It felt so not free. And I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that to another being. I mean, my, like I said, my cats, my cats do whatever it is that they want to do. Um, the one that loves to be outside, she comes home every night, most mostly these days, <laughs> or every morning, you know, it, it depends over the summer when it gets really nice. She can make it so that she just doesn't come home when I'm going to bed and I have to simply allow it to be what it is, you know, I, I can't do anything about it. If she doesn't come, she doesn't come. And that's okay. You know, she comes back and the most that she stayed away was three, I don't remember if it was two nights and three days. No, I think it was three nights. And by the fourth day I was getting, I was getting worried. I did see her. I think she like popped up here and there and I'd see her outside and I'd be like, right, well, at least I know she's still alive and well, she's just being a silly butt and not coming home. She, and, and that was a, That was a different experience. She doesn't do that. That was only the one time that she did that. So the interesting thing about that to me is that this little creature, this cat, she chooses this to be her home. She chooses us to be her family because she always comes back. She comes back. She's not forced to. There is nothing. I'm not forcing anything. She could potentially disappear into the world if that's what she decided she wanted to do and there would be nothing that I could do to stop it. And I get how that's worrisome, you know, how we want to keep that from happening so we keep them cooped up, caged up, closed up, you know, indoors. But I can't. That to me feels so bad and it feels... Even better when I think about the fact that, yeah, 
There is nothing I could do to stop her from simply living her life somewhere else should she choose to. But the beautiful thing to me is that day after day, she chooses me. She chooses us, our family. And that just, I don't know, that makes me feel really good because this is her home, not because she is forced and kept prisoner and made to be here, but this is her home because she also chooses it to be her home. And that, to me, is the beauty of giving this kind of freedom to other beings. And this, for me, also goes for humans. The more that they are free to choose what they want, the more that I know that what they are choosing to live with me is 100% because that is their choice, that is their desire, that is, that is what they want. And if they, you know, if they continue in my existence, then that's because they want to. And, you know, I like, I I think, as I said, with the dog, you know, I don't, I don't want to be the police of anyone. I don't want to be the warden. I don't want to force anything, anyone, you know, I, I want I want to be allowed to choose what is right for me and I want all the creatures, the beings, the animals, the people in my life to also choose what is right for them and I want us to share our experiences because we are choosing to share them and not because we have no other choice, not because we are trapped, not because we are being forced to. And I guess that for me, that is why freedom and the freedom to self-regulation, the freedom to choose, the freedom to decide for myself, for yourself, for whomever, (laughs) for, for their own selves. That to me is, it, it is, it feels like the most important thing. And I I could never see myself trying to force anything upon anyone. Well, that's it for now. I hope you enjoyed listening in on my thoughts and that it has given you something to think about in your own life and inner work journey. If you'd like to learn more about me and what I do, head on over to Saturnish.com. That's S-A-T. U-R-N-I-S-H dot com. Thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you on the next one.